When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Toppy TV. It is the match preview. Tottenham Hotspur versus Everton at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium at the weekend. Me and Jack going to preview this one. Jack, this is a tough game for Everton, isn't it? Obviously won the last four Premier League matches. Drew with Fulham in midweek. Forget the pens. Um, but this is a very, very tough game for the Blues. Yeah, it certainly is a tough game. Tottenham seem to be coming back into that good form. They started the season and, you know, they're just blessed with goals at the moment. Tottenham aren't the, you'd think, losing Harry Kane at Hertha in front of goal, but everyone just seems to be chipping in for them. They've got players in form. They've got a midfield that does pretty much every job you'd want a midfield to do. I think they'll be looking at Everton's good form as well and, you know, be wary of that. But mm. also Everton's squad is stretched at the moment. They can't put their best eleven on paper out at the moment, potentially missing a key player in Decore as well. So yeah. it, it could be a tough one, this, for us. Definitely. I mean, they are missing Decore, let's be honest. He's not playing at the weekend. Uh, Michalenko, the manager said, will they're going to look at him. He's a, he's a possibility. I don't think he believes Seamus Coleman or Ashley Young would be available either. So Everton are missing key players for this one. But the manager will have a game plan. Uh, Everton's issue is Tottenham have scored in 29 consecutive Premier League games. They're the only team in the Premier League this season that's scored in every game. And therefore, like you said, there is goals everywhere in that side. And, you know, Everton are coming off the back of four Premier League clean sheets on the run. Like I said before, four victories. You'd have to go back to 1970 for Everton to win five. Um, games on the run, so in front of crowds. in front of that, so it's a difficult one, obviously for um, for us. But that being said, West Ham have gone to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium on one a couple of weeks ago. They did have a, a bit of a ropey run. They've obviously improved the last two games. They've had two good wins at home to Newcastle away at Forest, but they're not infallible. And Everton, <coughs> excuse me, have to go there and just perform the way they have been doing away from home. Well, that's the thing with Tottenham, isn't it? For all the quality, and it does very much benefit them, but they push very high up the pitch, even when they don't necessarily have to. You know, under Postacoglu, they've got their style, and that's their style. They don't really compromise on it. They don't often, okay, get a lead and sit back. So I think Everton's game plan needs to be within the knowledge that they might well concede here, and they might well concede first. Luckily for Everton, Everton do struggle with if a team takes the lead. They can afford to sit back, Everton therefore have to have more of the ball. We know Everton sort of thrive in that 38 to 40% possession <laughs> yeah. area. Tottenham might go a goal up and still might continue looking for another goal, still try and get on the ball. So Everton won't be forced to change their game plan as much if they do concede. Yeah. We know they press high up the pitch. We know Everton are good on the counter-attack and can get the ball up the pitch quickly. It's by no means going to be easy, and of course you don't want to concede. Mm. But if Everton do go a goal down off the start, it might not follow the pattern we've seen Everton games go down when they do concede first. Yeah, let me just clarify, five away games, 1970, that we ah. won. 
I meant to put the away in and didn't. Uh, yeah, you're right, I think. Uh, one, I mean, the, we can't look at this game without going. Abdullah Decor, he's a huge miss. He's 11 goals in, in 31 games since Sean Dyche took over as manager, which is an incredible return. Uh, I think he's been involved in 13 goal con contributions, I think. Um, only Dwight McNeil is next to that. Since the manager took over, and they, <coughs> excuse me, Evans' problem is what do you do there? We the other night against um, Fulham, we tried different things. We tried James Garner there. Second half against Burnley, when the Corey went off at half time, he put Lewis Dobbin on and he tried to move things around. We found this last season when the Corey was sent off against Spurs at Goodison, uh, when Harry Kane had an eyelash in his eye. Um, the three games after that, we we almost like lost the plot because we'd lost such a key component from what we do. So how do you think we, we combat that? Well, you've got two choices, haven't you? You either try and replicate them to the best degree you can. And, you know, you play, we're seeing Harrison play that role where mm. it's okay, you play off the strike and you just try and get into the similar positions the core they might. And, okay, you won't have your best game, but you'll allow us to play the way we're used to playing with the core. Or you scrap that and you come up with a different approach. Seeing Everton go with five at the back in recent weeks, and you know Decore's role in that has changed. We've seen against Newcastle, Decore played deeper, so we didn't really play that mm. same role yeah. either. I think Everton could benefit from going five at the back again here, especially mm. when you look at Tottenham's attack and talent. That way, you don't have to try and replicate a role without the player. Maybe that still means Harrison playing further forward playing off Calvert-Lewin, but more of a striker trying to, you know, really use that pace on the counter-attack. Or maybe you look at Dan Juma, and I know that might seem shocking based on some of the things I've said about him on this show, you know, I don't rate him particularly highly. I thought he did okay against Fulham, other than when we would have had a corner, and he tried to keep it in and put it yeah. out for a goal kick, but... He's got something to offer, you know, against a team that didn't really work for him. Mm. Is that maybe that extra motivation there? So he's certainly an option, isn't he? Yeah, it's a pity because you're right. He should be one who you're thinking, <coughs> it's a, this is a straight swap. Let's get Dan Juma off. If it's Calvert-Lewin or Beto, whichever the manager, I imagine it'll be Dom. Let's have Dan Juma in that pocket behind them and picking it up and running at them and stuff. That's how you'd envisage them when he came to the club. But is it going to go that way? It's just that he's done it. He hasn't done it. You're right. He, <coughs> the other night, excuse me, the other night, he come on, he done okay. He, he got off them a few times. He should have probably won the game for Everton with the volley inside the ball. He should have certainly hit the target. But you just don't look at him and think, yeah, he can come in and do us a job because he just hasn't proven he's worked hard enough. Now, we have, there has been some information put out there. He's doing one-to-one -one sessions now trying to prove to the manager that you know, he really wants to get in and have his, his say. Um, you're right, it could be Jack Harrison. If he played three at the back, even he could still go with Jack Harrison in that pocket. Is he really going to be ultra brave and go with Beto and Dom? <coughs> Might be a bit of a stretch, given how comfortable Tottenham are in possession to have two strikers. I think he's going to want someone to drop back into that middle and really fill in there. So that probably lies with Jack Harrison. We haven't got, we don't know what's happening with Andre Gomez. He, he's played an hour for the 21s, then he played 90 minutes for the 21s. He wasn't even on the bench against Fulham. So... It suggests he's not in the plans, doesn't it? Yeah, and... it seems that way. And we haven't got anyone else there to, to try to, to give the midfielder freshen up either, just because of the injury. So, 
they're the key areas. And Mikhalenko, like I said before, they're going to make a late decision on him. If he plays, then obviously Evan will go back to a back four. I imagine and Mikhail will just drop in at left back, but and he'll probably then end up with a four four one one. And then I do think you'll see Jack Harris. Mind you, though. <laughs> that makes it difficult because who goes on the wing if Harris who plays, plays on the there. right wing so it does make sense given what's available just right now for the manager to play three at the back have Patterson on one side and have um, Dwight McNeil as the left back left wing back on the other side unless Michal's available and he plays in then you could have Harrison or if Michalenko plays then he could play McNeil in that behind uh, the striking of Harrison on the bench so there are a couple of variations, but Spurs are a good side, and I know they had a little wobble. They had suspensions, they had injuries as well. He's still got two key players for them out, which is James Madison and Van der Ven. They're both out at the minute. Absolutely key players for them. But Charles and our old mate is back, and unfortunately for us, he's scoring goals. Um, but, we, you know, that's that's it. They've got good players, and we're going, we're going to have to do our jobs, aren't we? Every single one of them. Yes, yeah, certainly, and I think one thing Everton have got to try and avoid in this match is too much dilly-dallying on the ball. Mm. You know, Tottenham have mostly enjoyed a lot of possession in most of their <laughs> Premier League games this year. Obviously, that comes from having, you know, player quality in the midfield as well, but I think it's also because they're very good at winning the ball back, mm. and they've got very combative midfielders as well, and they're very good at, you know, packing that um, centre of the pitch and winning the ball back and recycling it quickly. And mm. that's why they make so many chances and then that lends itself to the possession. You don't want to be giving the ball away consistently against Tottenham, especially no. when you're probably not going to have much of it. So whatever we do, whoever plays, is going to have mm. to be very switched on and alert. Brilliant use of the word Dilly Dally as well there, Jack. I thought excellent. The XG of that would have been quite you know tremendous to see. Let's have a look at the starting 11 that Sean Dyche used against uh, in the last game. Here we go. This is at Burnley, obviously, in the last Premier League match. Yeah, Patterson, Godfrey, Keane, Tarkovsky, Dwight McNeil. And then that four across the middle, obviously, Harrison, Decore, Onana, James Garner, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. I mean, it certainly didn't set up like that. It was There was interchanging going on all over the show, wasn't it? And Onana just basically sat, um, sat in the number six. But from that side, obviously, we know Abdelaide Decore is out the side. Ben Godfrey came out for the Fulham game and Jared Branthwaite was back in there. If he does play three at the back, do you think it'll be Keane or, or will it be Godfrey? I think it will be Keane. And mm. to be honest, while I wouldn't normally favour Keane over Godfrey, to be honest, <coughs> I'd understand if he did want to pick Godfrey for this because you look at the pace in that Spurs team, mm. if they are to get him behind us, you know, Kulaveski is absolutely rapid, mm. isn't he? And, you know, we've seen Ben Godfrey's recovery pace against Burnley mm. and okay his position and, and all that you can get into that but he does have a bit of pace and maybe that could be the difference maker if Tottenham do manage to get him behind us if we have a little spell where we're controlling the ball and they break away with it but I think ultimately if it's free at the back he is going to pick Keane so it's irrelevant really isn't it? He has uh, yeah I mean Ben Godfrey has of course been linked with the move to Tottenham in January as well let's have a look at the, the Spurs side uh, that played last time out They've gone with uh, Pedro Porre. They put out a right back, Romero, Ben Davis, and Udozi. Basuma, who was missing from this one, isn't he? They've got Patashar, Brennan Johnson, uh, Kulazevsky, Son, who's an incredible footballer, and Richarlison up top. So they have got, <coughs> they've got to make a couple of changes as well, but still a strong side. Like you say, it, 
we have got to be switched on. I mean, Everton's record, Everton have won one of the last 21 Premier League games against Tottenham, which was at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. It was ahead of Dominic Calvert-Lewin on day one of the, the season that year with Carlo in charge and James Rodriguez and people like that Better in the times. side. But great times. Uh, although it was COVID, there was nobody in the ground to see it. But we have, we have just got to go there and execute our plan, like you said. But the player we've picked out, as good as attacking options they've got, Huming Son is still, you know, the one that we're picking out as the danger man. This is his numbers from this season in the Premier League. 17 games, uh, 10 goals, XG of 6.35, so he's overperforming. Four assists, and he's averaging 3.76, I think that is XA. A game is, uh, <coughs> to quote Ped, his heat map looks like antigen or something of a, of a, I mean, look at him. It looks like you see on like outbreak. Look how, how it's everywhere, yeah. isn't it? He you gets know. everywhere. One of the reasons why is, I think, because Tottenham have interchangeable forwards. You know, yeah. sometimes it'll be Richarlison through the centre. Mm. Sometimes it'll be Son. Yeah. You know, Johnson can probably play there if yeah, need him yeah. to. So they can well, rotate. score at Wolves going through the middle, didn't he, Brandon yeah. Johnson? So they can rotate how that forward line-up mm. looks, and that's dangerous for us because we've got to stay switched on to where players are lining up in front of us as well. Yeah. But Son, wherever he is on the pitch, he requires attention. I mean, outperforming his XG like <laughs> that with... A relatively high XG as well. You'd think, you know, for a sort of winger turned striker, you'd think it'd be his movement and his pace setting himself up for quite easy chances, which would suggest a higher XG closer to his goal tally. Mm. But that just shows you he'll finish anything that comes his way at the moment. He's such a dangerous player and you can't give him an inch of space if he gets near that box. No, and we've seen him bending things in from both sides. You can't even say, oh, yeah, get him on his left foot, he's fine, because he, I've seen him bend them in with his left foot and he. He is such a dangerous player. Brilliant movement. Quick. Doesn't leave it alone. Obviously got a bit of history with Everton over the Jose Gomez thing a few years ago, but he's certainly one to watch. And it is going to be a difficult game. I mean, <coughs> you know, they've got one of the most likeable managers in um, certainly in the Premier League, haven't they? And Ange Postacoglu. And just quickly, he, has he impressed you? with what he's done so far at Spurs? Oh, massively. I mean, I was a fan of him back in his Celtic days yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, it's easy to look at Celtic and think, oh, well, obviously they should have won the league. It's a two-team league. But at the state they were in before he came in, he's turned them around massively. And he's done the same thing at Tottenham, not just in terms of squad overhaul. Mm. I think there's players who've improved under him. You know, Son, arguably having his best season. Mm -hmm. of his career <clears throat> he's had some strong seasons before obviously but Richarlison doing better as well and seeing players like Lacelso coming back into the mm -hmm. mix I think he just creates a really positive atmosphere whatever team he's at and for a team like Tottenham who've had a tough few years you know trying to bring in these big established managers you know big names in Europe <clears throat> and okay continue what you've done through your career he suits Tottenham to a T mm -hmm. and I mean that with full respect to them get a manager off a club similar stature to you or smaller mm. than you to come in and take you to the mm. next level tottenham don't suit plucking someone from above and bringing them down and hoping mm. they'll pull them up with them tottenham are a team that okay sign your young players and sign these hidden gems and we'll all improve together mm. and that's everything angers as a manager and he's going to continue doing brilliantly there i think yeah he's been hugely impressive they play great football you see him with the numbers the goals the scoring in every game the only team to do so we saw that Bizarre game against Chelsea with nine men. They were still playing on the halfway line. Mad stuff like that. Attacking football. Every interview I've ever seen with him, he's sound. 
seems like a sound fella. He's probably in pace now, if he's... Uh, and he loves football managers as well. Just seen an interview with him talking about Freddie Adu. He's not football manager, so therefore he, he gets a big vote for that as well. It is going to be a tough game. For us, taking something will be will be good. Just keep the keep it going, keep this run going. Is it a game Everton can win? I I mean I think so. It's, listen, we'd have to probably ride our luck a little bit, but it's a game we can win. We've proven over the last you know, we've got twenty six points in real time, haven't we? We've we won eight games of football so far this season. We've won five away games. We should be eight points off spares. <laughs> if yeah, we, if we had, yeah. I think it is. So, you know, Everton have been strong this season. Even when we've been really good, we haven't had a great record at Tottenham, yeah. but but it's, we've seen teams smash and grab them this season, haven't yeah. we? It can be done against them. You know, you, you do need a little bit of luck and you need to be very solid defensively, but it, it certainly can be done. Mm. And this is a team who, you know, excels in that sort of performance. Let's go and do it. Let's go and have a nice Christmas smash and grab. Be lovely. Uh, let us know what you think in the comments section below. How do you see this one going? Who are the danger men for you? Give the video a thumbs up. Subscribe if you haven't. Thanks for watching. See you later.